0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome back to the Oz Network for 24 Season 4, Episode 5. We are not here to recap, we are here to reenact 24 Season 4, Episode 5, word for word, line for line, and snotty look for snotty look from Chloe uh, because we're not going to see Chloe for a while. So this is done in tribute of her. Uh, but this is the episode from January the 17th. 2005, the first standalone episode as far as airing dates go in season four. And uh, all Canadian team here, creatively, from John Cassar, our director, and uh, Peter Lenkov, writer, who I didn't recognize the name and looked up, and he's Canadian and is the co-creator of Hawaii Five-O and MacGyver and all those other- The originals or the remakes? The remakes. Well, that's not a creator. He's a stealer. (laughs) <laughs> He's the, the steal, the theft, the thief of Hawaii Fibo and MacGyver and all those other remake shows. Um, but uh, Kiefer Sutherland's here, so it's 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 all Canadian this week. Ben, you're going to have to leave. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Fine. Uh, so Canadian, apologize for making me little sorry about that. <laughs> eh? Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, my name is Colin, and you're a geek, but you're a good guy. Stay that way.
0: And my name is Ben and just because you did that introduction Colin it doesn't make me your bitch.
1: Well, I think it does cuz I'm Canadian. I thought you and were going to use Peter Linkov. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to use back.
0: that one and then I was going to use the <laughs> one that you just used. So You're that a works that well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, this is interesting. This is uh, watching this keeping in mind the Fortnite premiere. Uh, to me, this is the episode you should have ended on to get people back for next week. And I'm sure people still were excited to get back for next week, but uh, wow, we get a cliffhanger this week and uh, we get some decent stuff and we also get a lot of stalling. It's uh, but it's starting to pick up. So I'm a little bit excited.
0: I completely agree. I think this definitely is a cliffhanger that um, we should have had. And this is where you are putting Jack in a situation of Jack Bauer doing shit that you want to see like one man versus a compound while the president's about to kill the secretary of defense. Like, I mean, Okay, people are probably like, oh, you're hypocrites. That's just as outlandish as him robbing a convenience store. But this is Jack Bauer. This is what he does. Like, you know, like I'll put it to you this way for listeners who are saying that right now, both of them. If James Bond robs a gas station, we're going to be complaining because we're going to think that's stupid. (laughs) But if James Bond is going into a compound to rescue two people while the military is coming to do it, he's probably going to stay back and die. Um, But... (laughs) See Wash no, up on a
1: beach somewhere. See
0: no time to die. But, yeah, I think getting ahead of ourselves. But, no, this is a good episode. Uh, I think it's got great tension. Um, you know, it kind of literally dusts its hands with the crap that we had last week within five minutes, which it's a bit silly, but I don't care because it's over and done with. <laughs> this is what they should have <laughs> yeah. done last season. Like, baby, what baby? It got taken out. Okay, moving on. <laughs> cougar, what <laughs> The cougar <laughs> the baby's, baby's dead. dead. <laughs> Washed up on a beach somewhere. But uh <laughs> killed by the cougar. Yeah. The cougar and the baby were in a car. They were in the nuclear bomb <laughs> with George.
1: Um That that's Peter Lenkov's next show he's gonna rip off.
0: <laughs> cougar and a baby. How can you honestly be the creator of a show that is a remake? Like, I mean, I could literally go. You know that show in the 90s? It was set in New York. They had like six, I think they were friends, um, and they went to a cafe. (laughs) So I think I've got an idea based on that show. So let's use it. And I'm the creator. Like, not a creator. That's just lazy.
1: You know, looking at his filmography, it's interesting that he really, there's one thing he has created, but most of the things he's been involved with, he was the writer, a writer on the Crow TV series. The Universal Soldier straight to DVD sequels.
0: George Lazenby's or Jean-Claude Van Damme?
1: (laughs) Van Damme, yeah. Uh, He did Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, La Femme Nikita. I mean, everything he did was writing stuff that other people did, but this was completely out of left field. Outside of even movies and TV, he's the creator of the RIPD comic book that the Jeff Bridges Ryan Reynolds movie was based on. So we have a comic book writer here who had one original idea that spawned one horrible movie and then said, I'm just going to rip other people off going forward.
0: Yeah. I like, I mean, obviously there are people who do this, but like, I I think that are you a creator or are you like, you're a writer? Fine. Absolutely. Like, yeah, because that's a weird thing to say created by, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not like freaking Kathleen Kennedy has on Star Wars created by Kathleen Kennedy. Like she's (laughs) a producer and it's based on George. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. I'm sure this guy's great. I've never watched Y5O, hey. but sure.
1: Yeah, I've never seen Magnum PI, MacGyver, or Y5O. I think I've seen five minutes of it here and there. I did see RIPD, and I really hope the comic book is better than the movie. Uh, and that's just got a sequel, which is bizarre, but it's not a sequel because there's no Jeff Bridges and no Ryan is Reynolds. called
0: RIPE. Uh, RIPD2. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Ripped to is, is a prequel, RIPC. Um, I, I don't
1: know. <laughs> uh, don't RIPD, yeah. Uh, this the prequel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, we, we're really stretching the content right now, aren't we?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna fault him because this is one thing I know him from writing, and it's a pretty decently written episode with some hilarious plot holes still. But I want to go back because as this episode started. The first thing on my mind is Jack Bauer is about to get arrested for robbing a convenience store. No, he's not. Uh, And I thought to myself, something I didn't even think about in the previous episode is he held up a convenience store for an hour, almost an hour, let's say 50 minutes, 45 minutes even. And that entire time in Los Angeles, a fairly large convenience store had one customer... (laughs) What gas station has one customer We're out in, the sticks, in, the, in the course of 45 minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the amount of people in the store is what kind of bothered me. I'm like, you got 50 customers in the store, but only one comes by the rest of the time. I guess two because there's a police officer, but, uh, yeah, that's completely last week. Guess what? Jack Bauer is not going to be here for long. Uh, I'm going to get to the Jack Bauer stuff um, uh, quickly. I want to do the Aras family here uh, Ooh, me because too. this is well. you, you <laughs> Me too. Them. <laughs> I want to do what them Navi as What did not we well? do now? I want to
0: do them all night long.
1: Um, especially the underage boy. Uh, let's let's. Get I think past you're that. more the dead girl, uh, but um... <laughs> yeah, he's going to take her as his wife now that she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But there's, I'm not, I, I can't call it completely a plot hole. I'm just going to say something that probably should be a plot hole, but we can actually explain it off here. This is another one of these let's explain off a plot hole. Uh, well, first of all, we pick up with the Raz family as 20 minutes into the episode. And only then is is Beru's saying like, so what are we going to do, mom? <laughs> like, what'd you spend the last 20 minutes just staring at the body? <laughs> uh, but uh navi comes home so dina's like oh we got to cover this because she's expecting her to be dead so she takes a pillow fires the gun which i'm sure nobody heard from outside right well, she used a pillow
0: uh, colin come on the she uh used the pillow. universal silencer for all guns
1: yeah but uh this is gonna create uh i guess one of the three plot holes of the araz family this week uh and that they pass this off and navi who's a pretty smart guy and maybe he does pick up on this later on and you know you'll know but i forgot about it uh but when they're disposing of the body later on he has no questions about the fact that there is no blood like you shot her in the head she should bleed now if you shoot somebody in the head after they're dead no blood which is what we get But he's not even questioning the fact that there is a bullet hole and one of their couch pillows now has a bullet hole, but there is no blood on the carpet or anything. But
0: I think, like, you can explain the the cushion because you could easily just say, like, oh, we did it to silence so nobody heard. But, like, I don't even think – like, she's been dead for 20 minutes. Like, I I, I don't know enough about human anatomy, but I'm sure there's still blood in your body after 20 minutes. Like, it doesn't stop – your heart there'd looks, be
1: a stain at least but like yeah
0: like there would be blood like i i don't think after 20 minutes your heart has stopped pumping enough that there's still not blood in your veins that is resting and she's shot in the stomach so yeah there would be blood but i get i like i think the the easiest way to explain it is tv's got a tv and it's a network show at like 10 p.m and they're not allowed to show blood because of ratings so
1: i, <laughs> I have a better way of 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 fitting this in and and explaining it away with a deleted line, let's say. So I'm sure there was a deleted line there somewhere where as soon as they spend that 20 minutes. So what are we going to do about Debbie's body? It's like, well, I finished steam cleaning the carpets and the pillow. What are we doing with the body? Like, there we go. (laughs) That's what the 20 minutes was spent doing. Uh, The the big uh, I I guess drama here is that Debbie's mom is calling her cell phone. Uh, Now this is 20 minutes later. So I'm going to have another plot hole here. Uh, Omar calls Navi really quickly just to update him on the situation. Uh Navi has the line where he basically says the trial is only the beginning. Because you're gonna have to let the audience in on the fact that this show is not gonna be ending next week when Jack Storms a compound. Uh we have Navi and uh Wrapping the body and um rapping the mom like, shows. Yo, 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 to- this is the body. It's really,
0: really flotty, and I'm gonna go dotty <laughs> with Naughty. <laughs>
1: That's so, so can bad. I go back to my I'm opening so line? Right. You're, you're, you're a geek, but you're a good guy. <laughs> I'm so white. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Debbie's mom shows up. Um, and <laughs> this is where it's going to get a little bit far-fetched. But, uh, when Dina's at the door, says, do you know where Debbie is? She had a dermatologist appointment that she missed. Now she was killed at this point 30 minutes ago. <laughs> um, so if she had a dermatologist appointment, she already had missed it or she was planning to leave because she, she was still sitting there looking at Beirouz's naked bath pictures from when he was three years old. Oh, I want to scan this one. And so, oh, forgot dermatologist appointment. I got 10 minutes to get there. Now, let's say the dermatologist appointment was supposed to be for 11 a.m. Uh, let's say it was supposed to be for, I don't know, 15 minutes after she would have left Beirouz's house. This mom is like. Okay the dermatologist is called she didn't show up she's 5 minutes late I'm going to I'm going to go scour the city looking for my daughter well I
0: think the the, the reason I think this works is cuz you can understand why Debbie is so clingy Yes. Like, where, are where, are where, are where are you, Bruise? Where are you, Bruise? Like, it's like, the thing I remember about this plot line is this was the commercial and I was trying to actually find it on YouTube because I remember the commercial on, like, Channel 7 was like, next week on 24, you think they've gotten away with murder, but – and then you see, like, the woman at the door and you hear the dun, – dun, 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 dun. it's like, that's that's Debbie's phone. <laughs> what will happen this Sunday night on 24 on Channel 7? <laughs> um, So I remember this as the promo, but – um, like I, I just, I randomly love this woman because like, it's just like, again, you're right. It's been 20 minutes. Where's Debbie? She's got a dermatology appointment quick. And then I love the fact where it's like, that's her ringtone. I know it. That's yeah, her favorite that's song. Like, what's that song?
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Oh. <laughs> and then I love and They don't even call it a ringtone. They call it a ring because Barooze is yeah. like. Hi, Debbie's mum. It's our favourite song together. So we downloaded The Ring together. Um, and then she's just like, oh, lol, silly me. Off we pop. But I, I love it. Is it Dina and Navi who's like, it's a woman. It's a woman. I don't know her. Uh, like, And just the way she answers it all. Hi, I'm Debbie's mum. And I'm like, uh, just like, uh-huh. Uh, it's like, yes, no, I, I, I'm I, so glad about Barut. He knows how to use please and thank you. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like What a polite son you have. I, I hope he doesn't kill her.
0: I kind of like I kind of am on board right now with him killing Debbie because it's like, what do you want, woman? Like I mean
1: yeah. <laughs> even if we're not terrorists trying
0: to like destroy America right now, it's like so much a shit to do. It's like eleven thirty. <laughs> I've
1: got a dermatologist appointment.
0: Hurry up, woman, what do you want? <laughs>
1: And yeah I, I do love you point out about the ringtone because like first of all it's not a song as it did it It's like bad 2005 ringtone which I'm in 2005 I still was able to download an actual song. If I wanted a ring, Tony, you could get those. And this is like, yeah. and like, is that playing on the radio right now? Is there, I want to see the MTV video for. <laughs> it's like, that it's like I,
0: I used to love that. Like, I mean, that was a thing. Like back then, um, I remember when I used to by TV week magazine in Australia on the back page you would have the list of like the polyphonic ringtones where you'd text in and it was it was fucking expensive. It was like $4 and it would subscribe you and you have to pay it all the time. But you'd be like, oh, wow, I've got Toxic by Britney Spears as like a polyphonic ringtone. And like everyone yeah. at school was like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Um, so like kids these days don't know the joys of the ringtones back then. That was hot. That dun, 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 dun. who would that be? Two thousand and five probably would be like Britney Spears,
1: Nickelback,
0: Cat Dolls, or you know Nelly Furtado. That was um that was promiscuous, wasn't it? Dun, 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 oh dun. yeah. Now sort of.
1: <laughs> now it wasn't two thousand five, but uh, probably. I don't know, maybe 2006, uh, yeah, because I think it would have been during season five where I got a 24 ringtone. It was a combination. It was, it was the CTU, do, 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 do. But it, it, then it faded out and it went into the dun, had the And that was yeah, still one of my favorite ringtones of all time. I had
0: that as a ringtone for a while, and I think my text tone for a while was just literally...
1: <laughs> <and> oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, it would always go
0: off, like, all the time. Um, but I had the... Because um, I, I did buy the soundtrack and you had... I think i have talked about it before. They did like a sort of a dance techno trance remix of Sean mm-hmm. Calorie's theme, which is amazing. I fucking love it so much. Um, but yeah, I've, I had used to have the twenty four. I, I didn't think I ever had the do, 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 do. like. I wish I did. Every time I asked my phone, CTU, Waterworth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only it was a video phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. The famous <laughs> video phones that t- took off in two thousand four. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the uh, the the Heller stuff last because that's kind of our cliffhanger. Uh, but uh, let's let's get CTU over and done with here because um, there's not a lot going on. Uh, it's mostly Marianne trying to get access and maybe the worst character in the first four seasons of 24 showing up. Uh, but uh, yeah, Marianne doesn't have level three access for satellites. Uh, which I don't know why you have to have level three access. This is on every screen. I mean, the, 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 their department meetings and everything is about the satellite access. I doubt this is like so top secret. I don't see Edgar in a secret room as he's reviewing this stuff. Uh, but I also understand why she wouldn't have level three access. But what was she actually brought in for? Like, what is her job if she can't look at the only thing they say in this episode, which there's another problem they say in this episode about uh, uh tailing What's his Hassan is his name. Yeah. Um, This is our only lead. I mean, this is probably the third episode in a row where they've had a completely separate lead this week. It is our only lead. Richard Heller last week, it is our only lead. How many only leads have they forgotten because a new one has come It's our only lead. Uh, But this is the only thing you have to work on, CTU. They have brought Marianne in on her day off from a different office or whatever uh, against Curtis's better judgment. And she can't do the only thing that anybody in the office is able to do because it is their only thing they could do. But of course, they have the phone tap as well. Uh, So um, yeah, it's a a little bit of a like, okay, your only lead again. Uh, But she's basically bullying Edgar into giving her level three access. And again, I really don't understand your hatred for Marianne because I I didn't really. I remember liking
0: her. This is so annoying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but like. Uh, we know where this character goes and pretty much all I remembered about her character was where it went. And in the first episode uh, that she appeared in, at least a couple weeks ago, I was already saying like, I I can kind of see like them planting the seeds of things later on. And it's interesting to maybe rewatch this character now knowing where it goes, but this little political maneuvering that she's doing, it's like, well, fine. I'll just call Driscoll right now. Uh, Which there's another thing I have a big question about because their names are attached. We've seen these calls come up, and it says, you know, Edgar Styles, Aaron Driscoll. It even says when he calls, when she calls Aaron from Edgar's phone, it says Aaron Driscoll on the line. So at no point is she wondering, Marianne, why are you calling me from Edgar's phone? Who is this person who's helping Chloe? I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it really makes no sense. We get a lot of suspicious. Edgar, you're black. Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a woman you're racist
0: wearing blackface edgar but you look good you've lost a lot of weight
1: um but uh yeah curtis just has a lot of suspicious looks throughout the episode curtis has Uh,
0: suspicious looks and plot uh moving forward like when he kills himself he was our only lead thanks curtis (laughs) i've been sitting on this for 45 minutes we know my friend
1: Oh, yeah, we also got that whole Richard Heller thing. We're going to have to
0: revisit that soon. I, I just want Curtis to be go he was our only lead. And I've got that passenger manifest for you, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Three seasons too late, but, hey, good to know. And I've also opened a socket.
1: I have word. Nina Myers is the mole. Everybody, get down. Get down. No, not
0: Nina. <laughs> Jamie is the mole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um it, uh, other than that we we basically get maya showing up who the singer is Aaron driscoll's daughter yeah the singer <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the ringtone 2005 it's maya's ringtone oh what a banger i love
0: that song case of the x it's after midnight and it is on a- oh god i wish we could play music on this podcast i love maya bring back maya where is she
1: She's hot. Uh she's, she's going to be dead in a couple of weeks. Look uh, sorry, her up. spoiler. What's um, happened to Maya? Um <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, we finally get the the reasoning behind why she harassed a 12-year-old boy in the last episode. He was kicking the ball against the fence and he wouldn't stop. It's like he is a 12-year-old boy, Maya, that's that what often. they do. <laughs> you still do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this this I can kind of uh empathize with the the other side. You know, um, we, we, the apartment we used to live in uh, before we moved into this house, uh, we were on the second floor and it's amazing. Like I I believe that if you have an option, you should never rent out a second floor apartment when you can rent out a first floor apartment to somebody with kids, because you can't keep kids quiet. And I can remember um, somebody moving in like a couple months after we lived there and they came up and they were knocking on the door and they're like, you know, I'm trying to sleep and there's a lot of noise going on. And like, this guy was like livid, like he was like, heated. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Like it's our, it's our two-year-old son here or whatever. And he looks he goes, is that what that was? It's like, I apologize. My name's whatever. <laughs> he introduced himself realizing it was a child. But like, I still felt so bad and we, we would do everything we could. We got like gym mats to put on the living room floor, like anything to uh, contain sound. So basically the sound. you're saying I mean, when I
0: move into this new apartment, I can be loud and then just be like, yeah, that's my two-year-old son. That's my
1: <laughs> two-year-old son uh, that we never see. Uh, don't look in the closet. <laughs> um, but uh Yeah. Like I still, I, I could, I could empathize with Maya a little bit because, but like, this is the backyard Like you're kicking the ball against the fence. It's too noisy. Uh, I can't sleep in my hammock here. Uh, But uh, that's basically our reasoning. And we're going to get a couple episodes here of uh, Maya being very upset at people kicking balls and everything else. Uh, Really the only major thing that goes on here is Chloe's given her release from CTU, uh, which it, you mentioned we're not going to see chloe for a while watching this i'm i'm sure i don't remember what my reaction was at the time but even watching this now i'm like does driscoll have some ulterior motive like it really makes no sense for driscoll at this point who even says to jack like uh i can't remember if it's this week or next week but she even says to jack it's like yeah well you know what there's a difference between you betraying me and my employee and betraying me i mean Chloe and Jack even understands. I think that is this week. Jack kind of it is understanding. He's like, well, you got a point there. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I you have a point Jack, but, uh, um, uh, her just saying, all right, here's the deal, Chloe, we are going to have your resignation papers faxed over. You are going to sign it and you're going to go home. No charges laid. That's it. That's it. Uh, now we know we're going to get it back in a couple of weeks. I, I guess the eight weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, so she was on a Kelsey Grammer show, I guess, uh, and she was gone for eight weeks or whatever, and Kelsey Grammer won the Emmy for which show, Ben? Oh,
0: was that that Boss or Hustle or whatever? Boss. Yeah, yeah,
1: Boss. Was she on that, was she? Uh, Yeah, well, she wasn't on Boss. She was on Kelsey Grammer Presents, the sketch show. So I don't know if Kelsey Grammer himself appeared, but it was a sketch comedy show presented by Kelsey Grammer. Uh, you think but you're boss, you, you, Kelsey grandma Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey grandma <laughs> <Kelsey Grammar. laughs> but uh, yeah so we're not going to have her for a while but again the way this plays out is like Aaron has an ulterior motive which I don't think that's the case because by the time Chloe's going to come back is Driscoll going to be gone by then
0: yeah because Michelle brings Chloe back
1: okay yeah. so uh, yeah it, I don't know it, t- I, I kind of wish there had been a little bit more to this where Aaron's like <laughs> or something like that but uh, the the, uh, the I guess the big thing is uh, with Sarah, though, when Sarah's uh, uh, Chloe's leaving or whatever. And I love that Chloe gives her advice on how to spy. Here's some advice. If you're going to spy us on something, open the twenty four point one three two seven socket or whatever. Uh, and that'll make it much easier. Uh, but, amateur. Uh, it is kind of an amateur. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's totally Chloe. Chloe has to be snotty. And she has to know, she has to be the know it all, even if she's telling somebody, this is how you should have caught me and got me fired. Uh, but, uh, that one moment with Chloe kind of telling off Sarah by giving her advice on how to be a worse employee and, uh, the, the goodbye scene with Edgar, which we'll, we've had no relationship with Chloe and Edgar. So like I was saying last week was kind of the beginning of like the Chloe and Edgar, you know, friendship or, or a duo or whatever we have. It, it is kind of nice. We get this little moment here because like we haven't had anything to establish them as having any type of relationship, brother-sister relationship, whatever. And that's what we're complaining about Chloe and Jack this season is that she was just an employee last season. It doesn't make sense, so we have a proper build-up here. So by the time we're going to get to later in the season, especially next season, it's going to have a context of Chloe and Edgar kind of getting along in this weird way.
0: Before I comment on CTU stuff, and before I bring you up to date on Maya, because very important news with her, um, the CTU fan phone is in this episode. Um, mm. The... Debbie, That's right. the phone when it's got mum on it, uh, a real California number. And this is when people would ring up. You could leave a message and people got to speak to the production designer, Joseph Hodges, uh, Kim Raver, Carlos Bernard. Um, and that basically John Kazar came up with this Wait. idea uh, to just have this and see if fans picked up on it. And every now and then you'd have somebody like one of the actors waiting to talk to fans.
1: Uh, I, I thought you meant the, those are just people who answer the phone down the road. I thought you meant Carlos this week when this aired. this number people called it Carlos Bernard here. It's like, you're coming back. Well, um, cause that kind of would have been a
0: spoiler, but I, I don't know if they said that maybe he was just, you know, hanging around, but uh, obviously they just, it, from time to time would have this phone and fans would ring it because, you know, you see a real yeah. number on TV. You generally try and ring it. Um, Meyer apparently has done a lot of acting and a few other albums since her uh, fame in the two thousands. But uh she, she was in uh, Volcano High, uh, NCIS. She was in Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, and she was in an episode of WWE Raw where she sang Happy Birthday to the Rock. Um, and apparently she's in the James Bond franchise, Colin, because in the James Bond what? video game, Everything or Nothing, she played Maya Starling. So oh, there you major go. Major character. Exactly. Everyone uh, knows her. A woman. Um, She's actually only... <laughs> 43 so she must have been quite young when she started she was only like in her early 20s so, she looks good
1: this i'm actually interested in uh looks a little bit like edgar styles too uh mm. based on the video phone receptions uh but uh no she did a canadian tv show here i think i mentioned it before 1-800 uh, missing uh i think i mentioned it because uh gloria rubin from um er uh, yeah, e- e- R, yeah. yeah. So after ER, after ER ended or she was off or whatever, she came back to Canada and did the show 100 missing, which was just one of your typical like detective shows or whatever, but it was like a detective show where they, they use a psychic uh, to, uh, and it was actually, it, it was a better show than it sounds like. Uh, but that same show had um, uh, what's it, what's her name? Uh, um, Aaron Driscoll on it too. Um, but yeah, she, she started an episode uh, where she played a pop star. So I'm guessing she um, did an episode playing a fictional version of herself. So, yes, Maya Oz coming soon, apparently. Very uh,
0: famous uh, department store channel. Basically, Australia's version of the Bay is called Maya. Um, so there you go. There's a fun fact for you. Um, uh, Mary, just fuck off. I'm sorry. Like, it's just it's just annoying. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I think what makes it annoying is the fact that, yeah, we know, like, know what happens with her because it, now it's actually just so obvious. It's kind of like you know, oh, like, but it's just it well, makes no. But it's, it's, just, <laughs> uh, it's just stupid because it's just like, oh, I need level three clues because I want to get ahead. Like, I wish spoiler that she's evil. There you go. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> like, if she wasn't evil, like, I think this would make you know cool. Got some person like this, but like, it just it makes it so freaking obvious in hindsight. And I just, I don't know. I just think this Aisha Tyler's just wasted here, and I just don't like her character. It's just annoying. And snarky and then just but, this pointless stuff with Curtis. It's just dumb.
1: But is she supposed to be annoying? Like, I think that's part of the point, know. you know?
0: Maybe, but like, it's just, I don't know. Cause it's just, you've always got to have these pointless side drama and they kind of do it too much in this season. Cause you can have like Curtis and Marianne. Okay. You got Aaron and a freaking daughter. Wait till Edgar's mother comes into it in a few weeks time. Like, it's just, okay, cool. Um, you know, let's, let's have this and line it all up and uh, it's, yeah, no, thank you. Um, I like the,
1: I think it's also an interesting change of pace because every past season of 24, you have that character. I mean, Tony was kind of that character in season one, uh, where this is who you suspect and it never ends up being that person. So at least watching this the first time around, you're probably less likely to suspect her because you're thinking this is too obvious yeah, but like it just
0: she's just an annoying character. She's just there's nothing like at least with Tony, I feel you kind of I don't know, you like to think he was evil or you kind of you 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 want to feel and he gets redeemed. and like people like that you kind of just you fall eventually like Chloe, like she's a pain in the ass last season, but there's something about her that you're glad that she's still there and is whatever like and again, I don't know if I just I know because she goes. You know, it's like Sarah, I like Sarah, and, yeah, she's kind of wasted and kind of gets treated like shit, but, like, it's just there's still something there. Like, Adam last season, I knew he didn't go anywhere, but I still liked him. Um, I don't know. There's just something mm. about the character Marianne which is just annoying and it's just pointless side drama. It just, just does remind me of what's a face in season two, Michelle's brother's whatever she was, you know. It's just like, yeah, eh, you know. Um, but, like, there are characters like this who I do like, and I guess I'm just biased. Like, next season, Kate Mara, hmm. Um, you know, she's kind of a character like this, who's pointless and annoying, but maybe I just like it because she's Kate Mara and she can play anything. And I will, I haven't seen the fantastic four movies. I don't know what she's like in that, but anyway, I'd watch it because Kate Mara's in it, but um, <laughs> the point is, don't. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah. Other than that, like Aaron and Chloe, like, yeah, Chloe just disappears. I always forget Chloe disappears. And like, again, she's gone for like a third of this season. It's kind of weird. Like, Season is kind of similar like Chloe goes missing for a while in season 7 and comes back um but like it's sort of yeah it's just it's an odd thing that Chloe go but in in the weird way it kind of works when she comes back if that makes sense like it's not you know like oh shit we should bring Chloe back for no reason like it's almost like they've planned this for it because Mary with Lynn wanted to go off and hang out with Kelsey grandma but um yeah I don't know um eh, there's, I mean what else is there to, I I like you know, Chloe's amateur line. I I like the little moment with Edgar because you're right, like it's kind of comes out of nowhere, but at least I feel it like it feels natural with these two because you've kind of at least had a few lines here and there of, oh, I did all your work for you when you started and I helped you out and that sort of stuff. And whereas like with Jack and Chloe, like, yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. Like it just, it's not like they really hung out much last season. You know what I mean? So um, but you get used to it pretty quickly with Jack and Chloe. Because doesn't Erin have that line here where she's like, oh, it seems like everybody here trusts Jack. Like, do they? Like, it's only Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Nobody else knows them. <laughs> yeah. Um, have we? Have we? So did you include Jack or you haven't talked about Jack yet? Because- I haven't talked about Jack okay, right, yet. Okay, I thought I'd missed that because there was something I wanted to say about the opening <laughs> with Jack. But, um, yeah, CTU, sure.
1: Uh, So Jack's storyline, basically he's in cuffs at the beginning and uh, Driscoll gets a call on the phone. Uh, Hey, we have a Jack Bauer here who claims he's on a secret assignment to uh, rescue the secretary of defense and his daughter and that you'll vouch for him. I just love that Jack, after the way the last episode ended, he has the balls to call Driscoll. Can he call the department of defense? (laughs) Like again, call your boss. Exactly. Uh, He's the world's worst Department of Defense, I don't know, uh, analyst or uh security man or whatever it is. Cause he's calling Driscoll the one person who probably shouldn't have felt for him, but she does. Uh it's like, yes, and I do like the Driscoll uh Driscoll, I guess underappreciated thing about her, she is really good at the office politics. Because the way that she smooths over this cop, I deeply apologize. Like, she's very sincere in apologizing. It will not happen again. Uh, that's something that, uh, you know, you, you would definitely not have gotten with Mason. Uh yeah. and probably well, Chappelle, maybe. But, uh, like, yeah, Chappelle you know would just give in. No, I will not. Yeah, yes, ex- you will, Chappelle. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, she has a nice conversation with Jack here. It's like, Jack, I am going to authorize you to do this, but everything gets coordinated through me. Now, this I have a problem with because... They had this same conversation in episode two. Mm. Uh, Jack, I'm gonna. You're on a short leash. Everything goes to okay, Aaron. Like, fool me once, fool me twice. Like, what is that saying? Uh, shame <laughs>
0: on you. Yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah, like I, I, I wish that they didn't have this. And I actually thought, wouldn't it have been better in the show if Jack just was operating rogue this entire time? He, you know, then we wouldn't have to do this thing where it's like, oh, I tried, Jack, and you didn't listen. And then we wouldn't have had to have gone through, well, Driscoll's not doing the right thing and Chloe's helping him on the side. Like, I feel like it actually would have been better for the characters in all the story if Driscoll said, no, I don't trust you, Jack. You don't work. I have my own people on this. And then this is the first time they have a conversation where she says, I'm reinstating you.
0: Yeah, because this is the thing where we were just, like I've been complaining about the last few weeks about this constant conflict of everybody against each other because it just gets, oh, well, lol, we should have just, you know, like, because like yeah. it's, it's this moment, like, when Driscoll's on the phone or whatever, and then Curtis kind of looks at her and goes, I agree, Aaron, it's our only play. Like, people have been saying that <laughs> before. It's hours. our only play. <laughs> like, it's our only play. Thanks, Curtis. But, like, it's just, like... I just, I think it feels that the writers have just come on and gone, okay, we've backed ourselves into a bit of a corner in this first four episodes. That's why they just dust their hands in five minutes of this whole, you know, thing, because it's literally jack and cuffs, big cliffhanger. What's he going to do? Uh, yeah. G'day, Sergeant Poulsen, uh this guy undercover with you. Okay. All right. Off you go. Oh, it looks like you're in charge, by the way, buddy. Let's go. We're on a mission. Like, I mean, like, it's that quick. Like it's you know like yeah. I mean we had freaking oh. season one like Jack you know with the cops and uh you know trying to kill uh, Palmer and being arrested and all that stuff. So at least they dragged it out for a while and kind of like you know put the tension. Mm-hmm. This is just like oh scallywag you robbing gas yeah. stations <laughs> oh Jack like those like poor people in that gas stations. Doug's traumatized. Doug's going to counseling yeah. <laughs> for the next five years because he's been held up by a random oh, Canadian guy. Like, I mean, poor Doug. No one thinks about Doug, do they?
1: Nobody ever thinks about Doug. Exactly.
0: <laughs> poor Doug. Doug dug himself a hole. There we go.
1: <laughs> but there's an even better thing here where uh <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Thank you. It deserved deserved one of them. Casper, what did you think about that line? Uh, It's a winner. There he is. It sure is. Uh, Something even better here, though. Jack uh, says, oh, I left my CTU vehicle back at the gas station. Can you get it? Now, he was driving for like 10 minutes yeah. before he got pulled over here. And then it's not. He basically gets right on the phone with Driscoll. Not even a 60-second conversation. Uh, where's my car? Oh, it's almost here. And then 30 seconds later, he pulls up. Jack like, just, where did they airlift the car in?
0: Jack gets everything he wants. And where's Natalie Portman? There she is. All right, where's my gold? <laughs> right, where's my Greenland? Oh, right, here it is, Jack. Like, it's just everything gets given to him.
1: He can't get Chloe back reinstated, though. I want Chloe reinstated. No, no, no. We can airlift a a car here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) O'Brien's off limits. Um, (laughs) It's hilarious how quickly that car shows up. Um, So uh, basically, Jack is just following Hassan for the entire time. And um, when they're tapping one of the phone calls, uh, Hassan gets pulled or I guess not pulled over. He gets in a little bit of a road rage incident. And now this, this also virus. didn't really, be, yeah, like he's basically at, at a stoplight and he's like, huh, huh. <laughs> he's just honking. Please move fellas. And these guys come out. Now they're not at a stop The guys
0: are just like in the middle of the street. Like I'd be honking at these guys too. Cause they're like, there's no stop sign. They're just parked in the block on the road.
1: Like if somebody does that, you pull around. Like, why is he honking? I There's would enough honk room to pull around pull these around. guys. <laughs> well, I see. I'm a polite Canadian. I would just pull around. Uh, but uh, you're also a bad driver. Yeah, the, the <laughs> all Canadians are bad drivers. That, we that's wow. why we it here. We don't have to apologize. True. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, one thing that I find very interesting in this episode is. This is the first time that it's been teased in past episodes. It's always sort of teased with 24, but this is the first time they're actually directly dealing with, we are making the Middle Easterns the bad guys of this season. And I found it interesting how they're like very carefully not trying to make everything so overtly racist in this episode. Like you see a white guy get out of the vehicle coming up to Hassan, but you also see a black guy and a Hispanic guy. Like We got a multicultural gang. That's all going to be racist towards you here. And then the cop that comes up here, hey, sir, is there a problem? It's a black cop. Like they don't want to immediately jump to the white cop, although it is the white cop who comes out and draws his gun and ruins this whole thing. But well, it's yeah, just this a like little, cop
0: seeing a black guy at a car. So they're automatically, oh,
1: criminal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're going to shoot the gang member here who's uh, uh, holding up first. But, uh, yeah, it was just a little subtle thing where I'm like, you know, I, I think they're actually trying very hard to not make this too racist. Um, By calling I, him flat I, we, out
0: Muhammad, Muhammad—that's well, no, what no, you're all part. called.
1: <laughs> uh, but, but again, it's not the white guy who's calling him that. Yeah. You know, the, black like, people okay, can be again. racist; white people can't. Well, but but they're also showing this is a multicultural gang. It's everybody's a gang. Multicultural the, 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 racism. The exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like they, these these gang guys coming up, and then the, the police pulling it over. Uh, again, another police officer, sir, is everything all right? And I love this police officer who's like apologetic for the Medium. racism. Yeah he's he's very Canadian. Uh he's next shoot time he's just pull around the black around guy them. and an apologize. Oh sorry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's like I- I'm very sorry that you had to go through this. You're not all like that. This is just because of what I on today. Uh good credit to Hassan-, Hassan for our character too. He really is the world's worst terrorist though. Yeah. Until we get to another guy who's the world's worst terrorist but I don't uh, know. I think he, he is,
0: does all right like by mannering himself. That's kind of what they would do. That's well kind of yeah, smart. that's
1: the re- that's the redemption. But like how many blunders has he had? leading up to even when he's on the phone with Omar I'm like why isn't Omar like I knew I shouldn't have hired you everybody told me don't go with Hassan he's gonna screw it up but like what bothers me here is that our first few episodes Hassan was like one of the most deadly henchmen we'd ever seen like this is a guy that like has his act together and meanwhile he's at a gas station getting held up like any other terrorist would find a way to get out of that they wouldn't get and if you got kidnapped by a guy robbing a gas station you would disarm him and There's so many blunders that he's made and now he's calling Omar again. I just want to have a second phone call to Omar here in the car. Like, Sorry. Yeah. Bit of a road rage incident going on here and the cops are here. You know, you know how it goes. Oh, it, we have about five minutes until his trial starts. You should have been here an hour and a half ago. Uh, he's just terrible at his job. <laughs> this guy's terrible at his job. Well, uh, he but, commits uh,
0: suicide. That's what they do, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's his job. Which terrorists, will lead us. Not
0: Muslims, terrorists.
1: When we when we get to next week, we have a guy who tops him as the world's worst terrorist. Uh, but Jack's basically on the phone is like, I thought I uh, ordered the APB to be called off. Oh, yes, we just got that now, but we haven't relayed it yet. So they relay it after the guy is already on his way there, which Omar doesn't overhear the conversation. We got a 215 on a 255 and a 307. Oh, oh, Roger that I will cancel the APB on the Muslim car. <laughs> they got they got <laughs> Jack's
0: car there in five minutes, but their computer's so slow that it still exactly. says car stolen.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh but uh yeah, they they let him off uh and Hassan drives away and this is when the phone call comes in and uh Jack's uh listening in is it like so I got pulled over by the cops again Hassan and this is just like you uh, it's like but they let me off it was way too easy I, I just wanted him like to really redeem himself and be like they called off the 215 on the 205 on the 307 so that means that they know that this is a, a terrorist vehicle and I'm on the way to the compound uh but it's like all right that's unfortunate news you know what to do yes I do steers it right into a semi truck uh f- flattened and uh this guy here, I don't know the, 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 driver, we never see this guy again. <laughs> like, Is he dead in the vehicle killed on impact? Is his body, like is there a hole in the windshield and we're going to pick him up all the way back at the gas station? <laughs> uh he's traveling faster than Jack's vehicle right now. Uh, but it is, it is a, it's a really good stunt for one thing. Uh, it doesn't look like one of these cheap, Oh, quick cutaway. And, uh, there's a trivia fact about this one, which I don't quite understand because I haven't seen season seven in a while, but, uh, I don't know if you picked up. Have you read this trivia yet?
0: I haven't read the trivia, no.
1: Okay. So uh, this shot of the the truck crashing into Hassan's vehicle was reused in season seven. Uh, it was uh, a photo of this was used uh, as a photo of the death site of Senator Myers informant, uh, which uh, I yeah. don't have any. Yeah. And they just simply replaced the face of somebody in this. Uh, but huh. uh, yeah, this season seven budget cuts. We got to reuse Hassan's crash. Interesting. Uh, but but it is actually a really great looking stunt here um, with this crash. Like it looks like they did it for real. And it looks like they did it at full speed as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that's it. Oh, what are we going to do? Uh, Jack's basically got to go to the compound. Oh, we figured out where he's going to go. So uh, when they... Arrive there they're just waiting on the the marines or whatever which uh something's gonna be going on uh with the heller storyline uh we'll 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 cover the compound stuff in a second because that kind of oh, ties so you're in ignoring the, the
0: president line. section in this he's still exactly on the plane. yeah um yeah i yeah the whole like oh jack you're free now off your pop champ um yeah you know whatever <laughs> but like i like this guy who plays Hassan. i actually really like this guy he's a really good actor And, uh, of course, the esteemed actor who plays San is the great actor that, of course, is Anil Kumar. Um, So, yes, props to him.
1: Not Anil Kapoor.
0: No, Anil Kumar. That's the one. Uh, Anil Kapoor, I think, actually is in 24, uh, (laughs) like, later on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like, they've all apparently got appearances at some point um oh i'm thinking of a different guy but no and he is of course in 24 sorry i'm thinking of a different guy um racist Ben, but uh i think like i love the, the moment when he's like honking at the guys in the car and they get out and they start walking towards him but he's like who me like <laughs> like yeah, me he's like he's sort gonna of look behind him because oh there's that guy i killed behind they're after him not me i'm muslim i'm fine like, he's like me i didn't beep but like I'm so on board with um, him beeping the horn because, again, they're literally stopped at, like, an intersection. There's no stop sign. There's no traffic. I'm beeping the horn. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of the way. What are these three guys doing in their car parked in an intersection? (laughs) Heroin. They're doing heroin. (laughs) Yes, exactly. See the track marks in their arm as they get out. I also love random guy, the third guy, when the cop, like, goes up to him, Sir, move along. Okay. Like, I mean, why isn't he being questioned? Because he's white, <laughs> clearly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, why Why do they have to run the plates on this car anyway? And, like, it's so weird how you see this cop car, like, come down the street and it goes, lights are on. Like, it, lights were on and pulling over before it even saw these, like, guys. Like, shouldn't you see the cop car like, drive mm-hmm. past and then go, oh, and then turn around? Because it's already doing it before it's even seen what's happening. Yeah. Um, but it's like I like the tension I like the and I, I actually like yeah I somewhat agree that he's kind of a dumb terrorist but I I just think this is like really smart when he like calls out the compound and it's just like like oh yeah. I was like go oh, well that's a good thing no you don't understand the guy was coming towards him and they sort of have this moment and like I I love this scene it's so great like the music here I didn't mention last week in the bad episode they actually reused the music from season 1 um I think it was when Jack might have been when he took um with the the towel. It was that do no 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 doo no no do no so last week had good music, but this week music that sort of like Arabic sounding, haunting like um when he like martyrs himself and I just love Jack like no um and then the car's gotta explode, of course it does, because you know, T V's a TV. But why does he like he turns so early? Like it kind of annoys me. Like this truck had yeah. time to swerve. Why does this truck just keep this driving? This was Austin s- Powers. Yeah. No, no, move, move. Like, why this truck literally is driving the straight line on honk 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 yeah. <laughs> honk. Like, move, buddy. There's no other cars on the other side of the road, Mister Truck Driver or Mrs. Truck Driver. Um, but I also do love the fact that you know, boom, blum. You know, beep 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 beep. Five minutes later. And you've got, you know, genius Sarah. Have they recovered anything from the crash yet? And then I love how, like, Curtis is like, here is Mr. Exposition, Basil Exposition. It's too early to tell. And then you cut back to the car. <laughs> Fucking CSI Miami showed up and Jack in this burnout charcoal car. It's been five minutes. I should, still His body should be quarrelling on the ground still burning. <laughs> um, but, like, Jack's literally there with his little brush going, oh, it seems to me there's no evidence here. Damn it. Um, and, like, <laughs> You talk about, like, um, just sort of tying this in with the CTU stuff about how kind of it makes the first four episodes pointless. What did I say a couple of weeks ago when they had the whole idea to rob a gas station and we have to get satellite coverage? What did I say? Why not just do a wide search? Where can the car drive in 60 miles an hour? What's around here? Mm -hmm. They literally do this in this (laughs) episode. Like, oh, he will have to go to one of these places. So, um, yeah, but I I I, just, I love the 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 scene like just the driving into the the truck scene. It's great, um, and I think kind of going back to the um, the Eras family, it's kind of like it's it's unique things that I mean. It feels like we've spent the majority of the season bagging it out, but like I'm still enjoying this season. I think that even mm-hmm. the bad stuff it still makes this season enjoyable. It's better than season two easily, um, but I think kind of like the uniqueness of just having this guy like kill himself and then like have the right like it's just all unique and i love the ending like i just love jack there like one man against you know a star destroyer um like <laughs> kind of you just got this shot of jack like you know oh i've got 10 minutes to save the world <laughs> like that's the jack Bow we want not robbing a fucking gas station
1: yeah uh yeah no the 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 truck not moving Let's just, again, chalk that up in Los Angeles. You never move around a vehicle. Mm. Uh, that, that's something we've learned in this episode. You honk your horn, you never move around. Now we know etiquette of Los Angeles driving. I've, I've uh,
0: been there plenty of times, so know that is 100% true.
1: Now, uh, Heller stuff, the, that Heller feller.
0: That Heller fella, uh, what an awesome fella.
1: <laughs> like old Yeller, you uh,
0: just want to tell her. Uh,
1: one thing I, I don't think this is a plot hole. I'd have to go back and watch the previous episodes, but I swear it was only last week where they said, we only have three hours until the trial starts. It was definitely not three episodes ago when they said three hours of the trial starts. So I feel like there probably was a rushing of, Oh, we're going to do it now, but let's just hope the audience didn't remember. Cause I think it was, it was, it, it, was, it was it was the end of episode the it two. was the
0: end of episode two when you had him on the screen and so this is episode five so yeah it's
1: nearly three hours oh, okay i don't know maybe it felt like sooner, sooner to me but uh yeah we basically now this is the first time now this is where i also feel like they haven't played up on this enough because they know when this trial is supposed to start so yes there should be all this urgency and everything but like why not have that be what Jack's motivation is? Why not have Jack continue to rhyme people that why not have it be like, we've only got like 15 minutes of the trial starts. Nobody mentions it until like one point in this episode. And it's actually Omar who's mentioning how long until this trial starts. Like nobody on the outside seems to even have a concept of how little time they have. Uh, and I love this conversation between Audrey and Heller here mm. uh, where it's like, Oh dad, we'll come up with something. It was, what if I'm dead? <laughs> so Kill me, Audrey! Idea, Kill Dad. me now. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is really good. It's like, no, Dad, no, you can't do this. It's like, Be a good girl and strangle your daddy. <laughs> uh, lines Ben has uttered in different contexts. I was going to say, don't say that
0: to <laughs> Jamie. She'll get excited right now. <laughs> Be a good girl and strangle daddy.
1: <laughs> but uh, she's the one who comes up with the idea. It's like, oh well, there's a gas line over there. Maybe we could break that but then we'd both be dead we're both dead anyways good point be a good girl and kill yourself like this <laughs> so, uh um basically they're just going to break the 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 pipe here and this also is something like you wouldn't see in 24 like i we had it with, with Kyle Singer trying to strangle himself last season and he uh, died. but he failed yeah so he's he's still the worst cuz kim I was gonna call her Kim. Uh Kim Raver here. Audrey knows how to kill yourself. Uh, she got that much closer than Kyle Singer did. Well, I mean, but, if you've watched uh, Third
0: Watch, she also may have
1: tried to do that in that show as well. So, you know. <laughs> this, is, this is why she was hired. Is like, we need somebody who's really good at trying to kill themselves. <laughs> Kim Raver. That's your woman. Uh but I saw I almost picked it up yesterday. I saw the entire series of designated survivor DVD box set for only 40 bucks. I'm like, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, I didn't buy it though, but um, you know, it, I think it's on Netflix. I don't know. I could probably watch it. Well, free. It would, be.
0: The, the last season was on Netflix. So I think they put the rest, of it. which again, you can watch neighbors now breaking news. Neighbors is coming back officially. I, the cancellation lasted all of two months. Uh, yeah. So.
1: I, I, I tried looking for that. Uh, well, I, I guess they haven't added it yet. I guess they have the deal in place where it's going to be on Amazon prime, but yes, I can go, go back and watch all the early episodes of Guy Pierce and, Every other Australian actor who was ever on Neighbours. Kylie
0: Minogue, yeah, but I mean, I mean, fantastic, right? The fact that Neighbours, like, I, I sat through ninety fucking minutes of the <laughs> finale of Neighbours to see Kylie Minogue, Guy Pearce. I'm like, oh, and I even got like a bit, like, oh, this is a nice ending. I'd never watched this show really a lot, but got a bit, you know, okay, yeah, solid ending, good job. Two months later, Neighbours is coming back. Fuck off, like, <laughs>
1: and and, like, and I kind of joke to you, I'm like, you know, Guy Pearce is gonna be livid right now, which. Would probably be the case because these are actors who are probably getting paid nothing, taking time out of their busy schedules to appear on a show that they probably want people forget they were on just because, like, you know what? I, I think it's 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 a historical moment. We got to do this. Yep. And then a month later, it's like, oh, I did it for nothing. Yeah. Uh, let's just hope I'm alive when it gets cancelled for good. Now.
0: Yeah. The next, uh, next time it gets cancelled, no one's going to show up. Like, this is it, guys. Kyle makes like, it. Oh, I'm busy. Like, I'm-
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Good <laughs> shit to do. I'm Carly Minogue. <laughs>
1: Uh, Roger Cross will be there For no reason whatsoever (laughs) To
0: tell people um, Guys I think this is the last episode
1: Just to be suspiciously looking at everybody The entire episode
0: (laughs) Literally Roger Cross's job in life Is to tell people the obvious (laughs) He's there at 9-11 Guys I think this is a terrorist attack Uh,
1: (laughs) That might have been a plane That flew into that tower (laughs) Guys I think
0: this is a pandemic We might have to wear masks (laughs) (laughs) I just want that as a new TV show Roger Cross states the obvious
1: (laughs) I gotta go back I've been wanting to rewatch it anyways because it's such an amazing show but that that Canadian sci-fi show is on Dark Matter go back and just see if he does a lot of suspicious looks and Captain Obvious lines
0: guys I'm on a show and there's matter and it's dark
1: We might be clones. Um, <laughs>
0: I, just, I just I just, wanted there like everywhere just saying so. Like it just made me feel more comfortable. Like I want to go to a supermarket <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Roger crosses next to me. Ben, you can buy groceries here.
1: Roger, thank you. This could be the produce aisle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want even sitting on this episodes, like, guys, you could talk about things and record it and people could listen. Oh, Roger. <laughs> like, what is it with people called Roger who were just so like good people? You know, I want Roger next to Colin. Noah- Colin, you might be able to have sex if you used your penis.
1: <laughs> Noah might be the racist one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he just, oh, what a man. Just
1: be- Max Dawson could suck.
0: <laughs> no, he just asks X to Max. Max, you suck. Um, <laughs> sorry. Hang on. Max Dawson. That's, it's law. <laughs> ben, you've got to play the trombone sound effect when you say that name.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, so Heller fails in killing himself. Why? Because Omar, in the middle of the Cross didn't tell him how to do
0: it. He wasn't there. Exactly. (laughs) Mr. Heller, you've got to kill yourself.
1: (laughs) Omar, they might be killing themselves in there. (laughs) I just want Roger Cross popping up everywhere in this show to save the obvious. (laughs) The clock's ticking.
0: Guys, that's a clock ticking.
1: Thanks, Roger. Now, now the the truck driver might have turned out of the other way. You might want to turn right now. He's coming right for you. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I want him next to Roger Cross saying the line. He was our only lead. Going, Roger, you've got to say that he's our only lead. <laughs>
1: And yet, the guy who's Captain Obvious is the guy who's always guilty of stating the false lineup. That was our only lead. It's like, no, it wasn't. You're supposed to say the obvious.
0: Oh, can we just get him on the show? Just to literally just like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am on your podcast right now. <laughs> but, Roger,
0: I'm going to ask you a question. Ben, I will answer your question. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, Roger. What a man. <laughs>
1: Um, so, uh, I, I love the One of my favorite moments of this episode and it is bad. It is cheesy bad, but I absolutely love it is we're during Omar's little team briefing, department heads. Come on in Paula, Paula. You're not invited. Sorry. Uh, where he suddenly like smell gas and he goes, Heller. Yeah. <laughs> this is dramatic. Like, shake, I want him shaking his fist. Like,
0: heller. I just I just <laughs> want him to be like, that's a bit offensive. Like, what if he had some eggs or something like that? He can't. He's old. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> can't help letting it off. Poor heller. <laughs>
1: did, did you also notice how much less everybody's sweating this week? Like, they finally got the AC working. That's a good thing. Roger Cross is in there. It's like, guys, they have air conditioning.
0: <laughs> no, Roger, Roger Cross should be next to Omar going, Omar, it's gas.
1: <laughs> It's Heller. Heller? Heller. <laughs> like uh, but yeah, they get in there just in time. Uh, open up a door, open up all the windows here Pocket. in our secret bunker. <laughs> open up a socket, uh, air this place out. And I, I love what he says like, use any means necessary to revive them. So they do tap, 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 tap. <laughs> oh, 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 we did it. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Any means necessary. Tap, tap. Well, that's, <laughs> like, that's
0: that's how you do it. I mean, didn't you watch it? Yeah. That's all I did for yeah. 15 seasons. Yeah, exactly. Give me those things George Clooney uses. Tap, 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 tap.
1: I need 50 cc's of a light tap on the face. Tap, 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 tap.
0: If only James Bond uh, did that to himself on the beach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Guys, there's a missile coming right for you. <laughs> Roger Cross next to James Bond
0: on that beach, this <laughs> sweeping score. You know, we've got all the time in the world. James, there's some missile. Shut up, Roger. I'm dying. Don't want to go home to my child.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the trial is going to begin here and um, best – Part obviously of this entire episode is the cliffhanger, which is funny because this is probably the least obvious cliffhanger you could do. They're not having a big moment in here. It's basically the trial is about to begin. And Jack's on the phone, and we got Air Force One, of course. I should mention that. Uh the president's still on Air Force One. Uh by it's the way, president, I, I love still on ne- a plane. <laughs> Next week, we're gonna find out that Paul Rains was able to land in oh. LA sooner in like an hour. <laughs> He's, he's driving, yeah, he's, what, he's on the same jet
0: fuel that they got in that car for Jack. He's one Yeah, of, exactly. I, I'm glad you pointed that out because, yeah, I think it was in episode two, uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, that he said he was yeah. like, he was still in Washington. So, like, it's like a five-hour flight from Washington to LA. Yeah, um, exactly. So, like, he's gotten there in three. So, Paul Ryan's got some connections.
1: But uh, the, the idea is proposed to uh, President Pearson here, um, but uh, – uh, they're saying, well, you know what, if this trial actually happens, like, can you imagine how bad this would be for the country? Well, what do you propose we do? We bomb it. <laughs> we James bomb it. <laughs> and I I, I want your, your take on this. So were they going with, oh, this is a shady plan? Because to me, I'm like, this actually, their logic makes sense here. Like, yes, you would take out the site because then you're taking out the terrorists. Yeah. And you're not subjecting the American public to something that is going to happen anyways. You know? Uh, so to me, I'm actually looking at this. I'm like, Keeler, you, you're, you're on the ball. Like, this is smart thinking. Like I'm with you. Uh, it, it's not a, a good choice. I mean, it is obviously one of these tough choices. You're like, you're sacrificing a life of one of the most important people, but it makes sense from the perspective they present this.
0: Yeah, I think that's – and, like, because um, Aaron alluded to it, was it, last week or the week before, and Keller's like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, like, this is yeah. – you know, how many times did Palmer have to do this, like, sacrificing Jack for the – you know, I mean, fucking Chappelle's dead because they were trying to save, you know, millions yeah. of people. So, yeah, like, it, it does make sense. And you got to have that conflict. I'd be a bit worried if, like – Mr. President, we've got this idea. Is it a kill, Jim? Yes. Good, I've been wanting to yeah. do that for ages. <laughs> Blow the shit out of that building. Um, Like, I, I think it, it it works. But, like, you're right. Like, it's the obvious choice. It's got to be done because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as he says, like, you know, it's going to bring shame on the country and, like, it's, it's – it- and but, but I mean, literally, Heller is trying to kill himself because he's saying the same thing. So, yeah, like, exactly. And that that guy's correct. The I like this guy, random policy guy, the the white Curtis on the plane. Like, sir, you've got to do <laughs> shit. Um, like, because he's literally just like, Mister President. If Jim was here, he would do the same. And he's right because Jim's trying to yeah. kill himself right now. So exactly, this guy's <laughs> smart. I like this guy.
1: Uh, and and Keeler's already showing he's a better president than Palmer because Palmer would be like. No, we will never do that. Uh, But yet this does make sense. And like you said- I'm
0: calling this right now, controversial opinion. This is, when I say this, this is based on them as a president, not necessarily the character. Killer is the best president in all of 24 because he is the only one who is presidential, makes the right decisions- and actually feels like a proper president all the time. I love Taylor. She, like, might be my favorite out of all of them. But, like, Taylor mm. drops off with some pretty shady decisions later on. Um, Logan's obviously Logan. You, you love Logan for different <laughs> reasons. And Palmer's Palmer. I mean, there are a couple others there. And Alan Dale, you know, uh, one of the Daddos is another Australian president. Whatever. We've got plenty. Hella is a decent president when we get to him. But the point is, if you were to actually analyze the presidents based on them being actually good as a president... Mm-hmm. Keller wins hands down. Keeler, sorry, Keeler.
1: Yes. Well, Heller was a good president as well. Keller, um, Heller, but-
0: Keller, Helen Keller. She was blind or dead Yeah,
1: Helen Keller. <laughs>
0: One of them. She had a uh, she was all
1: of them. She was deaf, blind, and dumb, and played a mean pinball. uh But uh did you get that reference? No. It's a very famous song by the Who, Pinball Wizard. Oh, I
0: know the song, but I, I didn't. Yeah. um Yeah. Okay. There's a pinball. Uh, yeah, right, I know the song.
1: Yeah. But that deaf, dumb, blind kid. Uh, I don't Keller know the lyrics. Back Keller. to fun. I the chorus. Um, you
0: know, I'm too busy listening to Britney Spears and Elephantine and Maya and Maya rather than the Who. Right now, but, uh, who is coming to Sydney? The Who or Maya? Oh, Maya! Tickets, get me, get me on board.
1: But but we should also say a little bit of disclaimer here. Um, Keeler is not going to be as permanent as most of those other presidents. So there's not time to write in a lot of the drama that you would normally have to, to show the bad side of them. It's
0: yeah. And like jumping way ahead, the the thing that annoys me about what they do with Keeler is that they leave it so ambiguous about his fate. And then you learn, I think in like a newspaper article in a future season that he survives, but you never hear from him again. It's kind of, they Wayne Palmer him, except Wayne Palmer doesn't survive. So (laughs) apparently.
1: I don't remember uh, how this all goes down, but uh, do they at some point? Well, no, I remember (laughs) what happens to Keeler, but but Mm. do they address Prada? Do they address? the The idea that if there is a situation like this, Air Force One is not allowed to land, because I, 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 at this point they haven't said it. But I almost wonder if they maybe cut that out of the no, show, and that's the reason why they're still in the air.
0: No, they they do mention it. Like it's a passing comment when you get closer to that storyline where they say something along the lines of, "Oh, we've been circling for whatever for this," and like you know, like I joke saying that he's he's literally in the air for like seventeen hours in this entire season. So, but but like yeah. you just. I think they throw that line in because I think by the time they get to that, they go, guys, he's been in the air for like 15 hours. <laughs> um, I mean, we could just pass on a line that he's flying from Australia. Oh no, that's only 14 hours. So we'll just pass in a line that they've been flying around for safety. Because like mm-hmm. literally, Hell uh, Killer is on the plane the entire season.
1: Yeah. Well, and obviously, as the threats increase throughout this season, They would have more reason. But I would imagine in reality, if the Secretary of Defense has been kidnapped by terrorists on you, you know, there's terrorists on US soil that have kidnapped a member of your cabinet, then that's probably grounds to say, hey, we're circling, we're not landing until this crisis is over. But so that's I, my just logic and why they're taking as long, as, longer than Paul reigns to get to Los Angeles or wherever they're going. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the way that this cliffhanger plays out though, when he orders the strike, like that, you didn't need two things, but it's better that you have sometimes less is more. In this case, more is more. more Roger, Roger, Roger more. Moore. <laughs> more, more power. <laughs> Cross, Roger but, Cross. <laughs> yeah. That plane has been circling for a long time. (laughs) That plane, it's flying. (laughs) Thanks, Roger. I believe the president is on that plane. (laughs) Air Force
0: One, that's the president's plane.
1: (laughs) But uh, you could have just done this with, all right, Jack, you're on site. Okay, I've got the map. I've got uh, a layout of the compound. I'm going in to get Heller and Audrey and... uh, uh, I can't remember if it's this episode or the next, I'll watch next episode if anybody hasn't guessed, but where they basically say, oh, you don't have time, you only have time to get one, you get Heller, you don't get the girl. But uh, obviously he wants to go in and get both of them, and um, they're saying, well, the Marines are still uh, several minutes out, they're not going to get there in time. You could have just done the episode as that, and it works, so that's reason for Jack to storm the compound. It's more reason than it is for him to, you know, rob a gas station when they have, there are no other options. Uh, But then they add to that the fact that there's a strike and both make total sense. You know, of course you can airlift Jack's car to him in 60 <laughs> seconds. You can't get Marines there, which is barely further in, uh, I don't know, t- even 10 times the amount of time. But, uh, but yeah, you have, the Marines aren't going to be there yet. Oh, and there's also a strike that's been ordered. So you have double the tension and the episode doesn't even end with Jack in the compound, like the, the obvious way to end this is Jack is he's going up and he's taking out the first guard. But instead, it's just like the audience knows, like, oh, he's going in, he's going in, and I love that that's the cliffhanger here. And yeah, I feel like this is another reason why they probably didn't know that there was going to be the four night premiere because, like you said, future seasons they all play out like oh, this was planned because I, I Sam Byers said at the beginning, and you already said you agreed with me. If you're ending a two night premiere, this is the cliffhanger you want. Um, and yet it's not done obvious which is I think the other reason I love it
0: I would go on a limb and say yeah I agree could be the cliffhanger but I also would almost argue this should be episode three and next week should be the cl- the ending because um I'm just saying this now I think the opening 10 20 minutes of next week's episode is one of oh, the best yeah. certain things we get in any season um,
1: I'd say better than most finales closings
0: yeah, it's um it's it's epic um but I love this cliffhanger I, I'm glad they didn't end it with him killing it because I just think this is what you need and because sometimes like obviously it's such a thing with a TV show that you end on like action or a cliffhanger come back next week. But sometimes you open with it. Like, and that's what we're going to get next week. But um, yeah, I, I think that um, that um I love like, and I, again, I'm biased. I get it. I say it every week, but like Kim rave is amazing in this episode. Like the bit where, you know, he's trying to basically say like choke, choke your daddy, bitch. Like, I mean mm. just the way she sells it and the way she like just, she can cry on a level where it is just so believable. And then kind of just the way she's like going like, Oh dad, there's a, you know, a gas thing and we can do this and sort of, you know, like she sells it well. Cause she's like, dad, like you, know, cause he's like, no, you would die too. And she's like, well, dad, if they're going to kill you. They're going to kill me. What do you think they're going to do? Oh, well, sorry about your dad, Audrey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lol off your pop. <laughs> 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 love to that brother of yours who totally didn't give away our position. Like it's, yeah, I think that it's, it, she just does such a great job with it. Um, but I, the one thing you think the cheesy bit is the hella gas. I think like the cheesy bit to move the plot forward is random white guy in the terrorist compound with the suitcase. So when like they lightly slap Audrey, oh, oh,
1: I, I know
0: recognize- you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, she recognizes me. Kill her. No. Like this is where I think the terrorists are dumb because this is all like, you know, oh, kill Debbie because she might've seen a compound and all oh, mother. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, no. Somebody recognizes me. We can't kill her. She's Kim Raver. She's signed on for 24 yeah. episodes this season. She,
1: she's Kim Raver. She does a better job killing herself.
0: She's got 1.7 million followers on Instagram. Um, <laughs> but, like, it again, it's dumb on the grand scheme of things, but it, it's also going to be important moving forward. Um, but... I think that's the cheesiest part of this episode. I know you. (laughs) Like who's waking up like they've been passed out for how long with that gas? Oh, God, well, that was unfortunate. Didn't die, lol. Oh, there's Jim from accounting. Um, What are the odds of you being here, Jim? I was just talking about your wife to my dad before we died. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's a bit silly. But, like, it's. uh, yeah, I I love the stuff. I think Kim Raver and Willem Devane are fantastic. And the cliffhanger is great. Like it just, it leads into next week perfectly. And what a week we're going to have next week.
1: Uh, I've gone through all the trivia that uh, I see here, but uh, do you have anything in the official guide?
0: I don't have it yet. Colin's still in a, uh, my dad's house in Hobart. It hasn't been sent up to me it's,
1: yet, but it's yeah. taken longer for you to get the official guide than it did for me to update my rankings. Well,
0: I, I should hire that cop who can drive keeper's car. I'm on, I'm on <laughs> the president's plane. We're taking a long time, not uh, Paul's plane. So, um, let's just make something up. According to the official guide, Kim <laughs> Raver smells like strawberries.
1: It smells like gas in this episode. <laughs> does not uh, but- remind
0: you of gas? It's like um, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. The gas man. How
1: the hell does he know that I've got gas? These <laughs> yeah. guys must be pros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to watch that movie. I love that movie. Um, I am buying this episode. Uh, I, I will say as far as my rankings go i'll say my rankings this is at 29 I, I i would have originally ranked this a little bit higher but watching next week i i i had to separate this episode and next week and i feel like if you look at it as one continuous story like so much of the great stuff in this episode is because they're leading up to what happens next week but being objective enough to say like okay just this episode on its own i'd rank it a little bit lower but uh i'm already spoiling it right now next week's gonna be very high on my list
0: yeah, I just looked at the rankings, my overall, overall rankings of 200 episodes and slight spoiler, next week is in the top 50 overall of uh, 24. So, there you go. This one isn't uh, overall. Right now, it's in the top 50. Uh, I've got this at 41. Um, wow. So, I think that it's a great episode, but uh, I obviously think 40 other ones are better than it, but... um. You know, it's it's just. I think the, the difference I will say, like with this one, say versus next week, and then when you keep watching it, is that like, I mean, you remember this episode, but I I think that kind of like in ten episodes time, you you're not gonna be on, you're not gonna think about this episode as much as you think you will, if you know what I mean. So, mm. um, and and like this is a thing with season four. Like I overall love season four, but I also think that it like. Starts off really good, then kind of, oh, okay, drops off a bit. Then you get some really good stuff, and then we're going to get to a patch in a few weeks' time where it's not brilliant. And then it kind of picks up again, and then, oh, shit, it's bad again. It's like, wow, like some epic, epic stuff, like fucking hell. And then it sort of ends in a way it ends. So if any of that makes sense. But um, at least we're kind of in a bit of a good patch right now before we might hit a mid-season poor patch of form. So, Yeah.
1: Uh, next week, so teaser, we get the Raid of the Compound, which we've already said, like, basically the opening 10-15 minutes of the next episode plays out as exciting as what you would get in most finales. Um, and uh, aside from that, we're going to get the introduction of Paul Raines, one of my, uh, I think, uh, less obvious uh, favorite characters. Uh, I, I, more so, I like guess, fantastic actor. Uh, in the next episode, but uh, uh, I, the the real thing is going to be the Eras family because I, they've definitely had a solid story up until this point. But next week's where it's it's really going to take a turn for the worse for at least one of the characters.
0: Yeah, and I no, I thought next week was we got introduced to Marwan or Tony, but that must be the week after. Um, we're very close to both of them, but um, spoiler alert about Tony. But yeah, I next week's great. Um, I think that. You just stay for the opening 20 minutes and everything falls into place. Paul, look, I don't dislike him like my friend did when we watched this together. I've explained that. But, like, there's definitely some shit with Paul that annoys me uh, that might be in the middle section of this season that just I get mad at. But then, one of the most iconic moments of this entire season will be around Paul. Paul's kind of just a very season four character in that sometimes they just forget about him and they forget what to do with him. And then all of a sudden they go, Oh, we should really do something major with him next minute. Oh no, forget about him. And then they do something really major, major with him. But I think for the overall arc of what they do well with Audrey and Jack, you need Paul. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And speaking of forgetting about Curtis next week is Oh my, I forgot about Richard Heller. (laughs) Because Richard Heller, they're going to remember he's there. You're the son Uh, of the
0: Secretary of Defense.
1: I was supposed to be torturing you for the last three weeks. Uh, But uh, yeah, there's going to be some really good stuff next week. And for us next week, uh, it will basically just be 24 because I believe that Lost is done now.
0: Yeah, we killed it. Um, It died. (laughs) Killed Noah. Um, That's in Purgatory. I believe our rankings episode... uh, host will be on our website this week. But, um, other than that, I might've seen black Panther by now. So maybe that's uh, it.
1: I think amazing race is still going on. I actually believe this is the right week. So the end of this week we'll start. We don't have time to cover new Christmas movies this week, but we're going to have a month full of the best of our past Christmas episodes. And we'll start this week with, uh, the best of the Santa Claus trilogy, which was I think the first thing we did on the Oz network for Christmas movies. And, um, Santa Claus 1, I'm saying right now, one of our funniest episodes ever, and you're going to hear most of those clips in the Santa Claus good, trilogy recap.
0: Good timing, because at the time of us recording this, it's officially been, uh, what, 30, 28 years or whatever it was at the end of it. It got released. 28. Yeah, and then um, the TV show, doesn't that start very...
1: It started, soon? at the time of recording this, it started two days ago, which oh. I've seen the first two episodes. And? Of. Um, I I I think if you don't like two You probably won't love this, but you're going to appreciate it a lot more because they address several things that we talk about in our best of recap. So if you're if you're a fan of the Santa Claus and you listen to our best of recap, you're going to notice that five years ago, we brought up a lot of points that they're actually addressing. Now, I'll basically say they do not brush away the third Santa Claus movie. There are direct references to it. There's even weird things where it's like, oh, they have a visual reference to it. But uh, they more or less are like, oh, we should have done a better job with the plot from the third movie. So let's retweak it and just redo the plot in the TV series. But uh, I don't mind it. It's not bad.
0: To be honest with you, I've seen the second one like two and a, one and a half times. And then I saw the third one that one time. Like I don't even, I just block out number two and number three so much. So I wouldn't probably get the references anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you listen to our recaps you'll get the references so no need to rewatch the movies just listen to us listen to this show Um, yeah we'll have christmas stuff to follow we try yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) do we do (laughs) we We also have some new uh home improvement we're gonna wrap rossi and i are gonna wrap up the home improvement uh christmas episodes seasons five through eight rocky uh we're gonna do the rocky movies too apparently but uh yes we have some new content coming in december Um, But uh, that will be it for us until next week. My name is Roger Cross and this is Colin Closing Line
0: and my name is Ben and this is Ben trying to come up with a new closing line because Colin stole his thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming